come boldly before the throne of God and we can take these things and, and share them to the world around us, to the people around us, and live like we prayed a while ago, the life that He's called us to live. And, and so, you know, that, that's just it's been on my life. Why? Because, I mean, well, you're pastor and you know your purpose. Right. I know what God's called me into right now. But you don't think that that weighs on my mind? It's like, I really don't deal with nothing. You know, well, more new people ain't coming to church. You don't think those thoughts come through and think that if the devil tries to beat me down just like he does you, that what you're doing is not doing any good? He does the same to me, I promise. And, and so, you know, we're created for a purpose. We, we've got to realize we've been made for a purpose in the body of Christ, not just the hour and a half we're going to spend here today, but every day of the week. Sure, we hold Sundays on high regard because we say that's the Lord's day. Well, all days are made and created by God. All of them that end in Y are created by God. So we should hold ourselves just as high Monday through Saturday as we do on Sundays. We should hold ourselves in just as high regard because He's the same God the rest of the week as He is today. We worship and praise the same God every other day just like today. So we're not created, remember, we're not created for our own pleasure and our own purpose. We're created for His pleasure. Because, because God, we, in the rest of this verse in Ephesians 2.10, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God's already prepared a place and a way for you to walk and how you should walk and what you should be walking into. All you've got to do is tap in and figure out what it is God has for you to do. And then walk in that. Do your best in that. Do what you can for God each and every day in what He's had you to walk in. And if it's nothing else and you don't know what you need to walk in, you walk in the promises of God, living as He's called you to live, testifying to His name, sharing His love, witnessing to all those around you. That's walking in, in what He's created for you. That was created for us to walk in. So, you know, last week we talked about praising and worship and how that, you know, we... And I use the example, we we're, we're, we're hold the back of our chair and, and we don't know what to do and we don't know how to, what, what we're supposed to do during singing time. Well, I worship my own way. Well, good for you. Are you really worshiping? Because we're going to talk about true and honest worship this morning some more. We're going to bring prayer into it because we've got to, we're made on purpose to pray to God. We were created to commune with God each and every day. That's why He created us. That's why He created us above all other beings. They can, Peter or whoever can put animals and all this other stuff up here and humans are lower, but that's not the case. That's not how God created it. He created us to have dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air. And everything that He created, He created us top of the spectrum. Top of the food chain, right? And gave us those abilities. It's called opposing thumbs. Okay? There's nobody else that's got that, right? No other creation. Well, monkeys do. Well, if you're coming from a monkey, you say that. I didn't come from a monkey. I didn't evolve from a monkey. Because if that was still the case and evolution was still real, then why are there still monkeys and they ain't all involved in the humans? So, we ain't talking about creation. So, we talked about praise and worship. We've got to get past here to where we, can, where we can raise one hand. And then we're raising two hands. And then we're not worrying about anybody else around us. We're concentrated and focused on Him and where He's at. And that way we can be entered into praise and worship whether anybody else around us does or not. We can be entered into praise and worship because that's what it's about. 
You yourself entering in a time of praise and worship. And not just for the 15 minutes we sang four songs here this morning. They were good. I felt the presence of God here moving and working in it this morning. But I did before we ever got here this morning. I had music going, listening to the presence and and praying in the presence of God. Knowing that the Holy Spirit was here and working and moving. Praying for you again this morning. That you would let yourself go and do as David did, as we read last week in Second Samuel, where he praised unrestrained, undignified. He said, I'll be more undignified than this. Why? Because he knew God was real in his life. And when we realize and understand what God has done for us and truly realize what God has saved us from and saved us to, then we can worship and praise undignified and unrestrained and we wouldn't care what anybody else thinks. Anybody in our family, our friends, what's going on, what we said yesterday. You know, and the more we praise, and the more we pray, and the more we enter into His presence, guess what? Those days we mess up will become less and less and less and less. Why do you say that? Because we were walking with God. And when those temptations come up that they do every day, we can push them aside and say, no, I'm looking here. I'm not looking to the left and right. I'm not worried about what's going on behind me. I'm worshiping and praising God because I was made on purpose for a purpose to praise Him. Y'all with me this morning? All right. I'm excited a little bit. I don't know if you can tell. Ready to preach. Sweating already. I saw it. I know I would be wearing this long sleeve shirt, but it's better that I do than without it. Because you'd be like, yeah, he sweats a lot. Yeah, I do sweat a lot. And no, the 235 weight doesn't have anything to do with it because I sweated the same when I weighed 185, I promise. I just sweat. All right. Let's get back on track here. Anybody know where we was at? Okay, praising God. That's right. So, so holding on to the chair, getting away from that. Lifting our hands in praise and worship to Him, not not concentrating on anything else but Him. So, so when we come to the time of praise and worship, how many feel like it? How many feel like praying, praising, and worship every day when you get up? Every day, all the time. Most don't. Well, y'all are not spiritual. Brent, you're not more spiritual than me because you raised your hand. No, I'm joking, brother. <laughs> Our first, our first thought and our first way every day when we get up should be to worship and praise God and spend time in prayer with Him. That should be it. Does that make you better than somebody else? No. Does it happen all the time? No. Why? Because we said the perfect creation God created and, and the Garden of Eden was messed up with sin. So we're born into a sinful world. We live in a sinful flesh. And that's a lot of times, even though we're worshiping and praising God and we strive for that, still end up not doing as we need to. I wish I didn't. You you notice I didn't raise my hand. Why? Because every day when I get up, as it my first thought, my first action, or even during the day, is not worshiping and praising God. You're, You're the pastor. I am. Trust me. I know that. You don't think I struggle with that? You don't think that's something that that I should be doing more? Yes, and I do, and those things have happened more and more. But God didn't call us to be perfect, but He calls us to strive for perfection, right? When we do mess up, and when we do have those times where we don't want to do that, that's when we need to do it. When we have those times to where we don't want to pray. Now, how many have been there? You don't want to pray. 
don't, don't. Now nobody raises their hand. You don't want to pray? Yeah. So everybody, nobody raised their hand but a couple when they said they pray all the time. And then nobody raised their hand. If you, listen, you can be real in church. If you can't be real here, where can you be? Okay? There's times where we don't want to pray. Especially if somebody's made us mad. Somebody's hurt us. We don't want to pray right then. We want to talk about that and bash them and tell them how bad they are and how bad they hurt us. Post on Facebook, do whatever we can to let the world know how bad they are instead of taking it to Him first. That's what we want to do. And some of us do that because I'm friends with you on Facebook, so I see it. One of the things that I found as setting myself, you know, we talked about a posture. This is just me. But if you put on some soft praise and worship music, it don't even have to have words. It can just be instrumental music that's set about praising God. will get you more in an attitude and a posture to pray. As you pray, there's nothing wrong with some music going as you pray it. Some praise and worship music. Because as you're praying, then you can find yourself not... You're praying for yourself, yes. Hey, God, remove this stuff from me. But you find yourself praising God through your prayers. Worshiping God in that time of prayer. And then you're like, well, I didn't even think about praying for that. Why? The Holy Spirit's revealing for you, to you, hey, you need to pray for this. Lift this up to God. Lift this situation up to God. Rid this out of your life. Show you where you're wrong in your life and where you need to change. And that's how we come closer to God. That's our relationship with God. Just as, you know, I know Brad said that mine and Gabby's anniversary is tomorrow, 24 years. So she has got, I have got the privilege of being with her. I I told Hallie last night. She, or this this morning or last night. She's like, oh, yeah, y'all's anniversary is tomorrow. I was like, yep. She has been married to perfection for 24 years <laughs> tomorrow. But that's not, I feel blessed and honored that I've got to spend this part of my life with her and that we continue to do that. So, but if, if then these 24 years, if we did not communicate, if we did not talk, if we did not have a desire to be around each other, then we would have been married 24 years. If we did not work on it, then we wouldn't be married 24 years tomorrow. It's the same with our relationship with God. We use this analogy all the time. If you only talk to God once a week on Sunday mornings and your relationship with Him is awful, or when, or when times are bad and wrong, and that, sure, you need to pray then. You need to go to Him then and ask for His help and His guidance during those times. But if that's the only time then your relationship with Him is not where it needs to be because what happens when we don't pray and then times we, get, we, we fall off into, into an area of our life we know we shouldn't be in? Then we don't feel worthy enough to pray. We don't feel good enough to pray. Well, I don't need to go to God. I, I don't want to hear me. I heard that just a couple weeks ago. God, God's tired of hearing my prayer. And I told that person, God is never tired of hearing your prayer. If you pray the same thing every day, God wants to hear from you. God is never tired of that. He never gets tired of hearing from the ones He created, from His children. And and, and so He's never tired of that. But we can get to a point in our life, sure, because we know how to do the churchy thing, 
and say the right spiritual things. But we can get to where... When, let, let, me, let me back up. I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to talk about prayer just for a second. Because prayer is important. Praise and worship is really important. Praising God and worshiping our Creator. But prayer and our prayer life has got to be where it needs to be with God. Because if we're not praying, then I promise you're not going to praise and worship God as you need to. It, it all works hand in hand. Well, if I'm not, if I'm not in praise and worship, then then if I'm not praising God as I need to, then I can tell I'm not praying as I need to. If I'm not praying as I need to, then I'm, when I come to these times of praise and worship, I'm not lifting up and praising God's name. I'm just singing what's on the wall. And, and so they work together. They, they have to be in conjunction with one another. There, there's no one more important than the other. Well, I say that prayer is important. Jesus, several times to read the New Testament, went off by himself and prayed. Didn't he? Why? Because I said that communication. That's our communication with God. And not just communication with, and I, I've always used this term, but when I hate it when people say, well, I'm praying to the man upstairs. That's just belittling the name of God. You are praying to the creator of this universe. You are communicating and have access to the throne of the Almighty God the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, right? You have that right to come before Him praying to Him. Why? Because you've accepted Him as your Lord and Savior. You have that right. And so we're not just praying to the man upstairs or, or to um, you know, just, just some being. No, this is God Almighty. And, and we need to understand there is, needs to be a holy fear in our life of a holy God. Does that make sense? Not to be afraid of God, but reverence to Him. And reverence Him every time we come to Him, not just throwing up something and, and hoping, well, I just threw up a prayer, I hope it sticks. Well, I promise if that's your attitude, it's not sticking. It's not doing anything. Why? Because you really don't mean you're really just saying words to make your conscience feel better for a little while. That's all you're doing. But, but Jesus, you know, He told His disciples in Luke chapter 22. Jesus, we know, was in the garden. And He was praying that this cup passed from Him. And, and He kept coming back to His disciples. And He said, watch Him pray. Watch Him pray. And we know that His disciples could not even come back and found them asleep. Because how many realize, how many how many's done this? You've been praying... And you feel, man, I've been praying for forever. And you're like, six minutes. What? It feels like forever that I've been praying. And, and so, you know, that's, that's, and you're like, well, there's nothing wrong with that. But you feel like you've been praying for a long time. I don't know that I've ever prayed for an hour straight and that's all I've done. Anybody else with me? That's a long time. But that's what God expects of us. And it's not like, you know, and you say, well, I don't have an hour. We, most of us have an hour at night we could, we could spend in prayer, okay? But we should have a heart for prayer all the time. We should be constantly say, God, hey, God, help me in this situation. Hey, God, I just bless your name. I praise your name. Hey, hey, Father, I just love you. Just that heart of prayer to where anytime we need to, we can access the throne of God and know that we have that. And he says, why do you sleep? He says, rise up and pray lest you're in temptation. You people say, why, am I, why, why is temptation bothering me all the time? Why am I falling for this? Because we're not watching and praying. Because we're not entering into a time with Him on purpose 
with a purpose all the time. Because we don't have that heart to do that. Paul tells us in, in 1 Thessalonians, he says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. So we pray. You say, well, how do I pray without ceasing? Again, it's that heart and attitude of prayer. It's that heart of worship toward Him to where it doesn't matter what's going on. We can still have a heart and attitude of prayer and giving thanks to God. He said, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So we should be praying with a purpose. Praying with a purpose. You say, well, it feels like I'm complaining to God all the time. You ever felt that way? Because we all have a grocery list we go to God with. I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this, and I need this. And that's where we leave it. Instead of going to God as David did, blessing his name, entering his courts with thanksgiving, entering his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise, right? That's how we should go to God. Sure, God wants to help us with our problems in our life. He wants to. And again, if you were praying, hey God, help me with this every day of my life. Help my family member with this, and that's what you're praying. Help this person. God, open their eyes. Then that's what you pray every day. Do you see it come to pass? I've heard people say, well, I prayed it once. That's good enough. Really? Is that really good enough? You think Jesus, every time he went away and went to God and said, God, I know you put me here, but I've already prayed for that, so let's pray for something else. No, he prayed for strength every day. He prayed for the Holy Spirit to guide him every day. He prayed for the lost ones he was going to come in contact with that day. He prayed for everyone, everything, all the time. And so praying once is good, but don't leave it there. Don't just leave it there. You say, well, God, don't. yes, He does want to hear it. He does want to hear our prayer. But He wants us to have faith in Him through those prayers that, he's, we're going, that, that this thing is going to come to pass. And quit. So I'm going to get over in faith. Because we'll, we'll pray for something and we'll pray for something and it's not happening. Then we'll quit praying for it because we've lost faith in it because it didn't happen on our own time. Right? We've all been there. God told His own chosen people. Because even through prayer, when we come in and we say we're praising worship because we, get, we know what to say in church and how to say it and fake everybody out. And, and make them think that nothing's wrong. And then we sing some songs and we call it praise and worship. But he told him, he, he spoke through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 29. And he's talking to his chosen people here, okay? He said, For insomuch as these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips. Sounds good. This sounds good. I'm, I'm, I'm saying things that sound good. Sure, we are. You know, I can say, well, I, I thank God for all He's done for me. That sounds good. You know, I thank God for saving me. Yes, thank Him for saving you. But are you living a life that shows that He saved you? Are you just coming in here saying some things to where other people think you sound good? And that's what these people were doing. They were sounding good. They, they, were, they were acting like, hey, yeah, I'm doing the right things, but... They have removed their hearts far from me. And their fear toward me is taught by, by the commandment of men. So their fear toward Him was gone. Just like we see in the world today, the fear of God is not there as it needs to be. 
Why? Because everybody's got their own form of what they think God is and who they think God is and, and, and how they should do and how they should worship. And, you know, should, should we run around the aisles? Should we just stand here? Or should, what, what should we do? Well, worship God in spirit and the truth as we're going to a few minutes. That's how we worship Him, right? But He said, and, and Jesus told the same people that in, in Mark. In Mark chapter 7. In verse 6, he, he told this same group that knew what the prophet Isaiah said. Just hundreds of years later, right? He told the same people that were doing the same thing, that looked good, wore the right thing, acted the right way out in public, but on the inside were as corrupt and as black as everybody else. There's people still in church that fill our pews today, and I'm not saying anybody here this morning, that's between you and God, and if this is you, you need to check yourself. You can come in here and you can sit comfortably in your sin, as Brad talked about this morning, that we brag about our sin. If you can come in a, in a building where the presence of God is moving and working in people's lives and you can sit in your sin and not do anything about it, then something's wrong. Something's wrong with, with what's going on here, but more is what's going on in your life. And if we don't get to the point that we want to change it, then it's going to keep being wrong in your life. And you're going to wonder why things are not happening for you as you need them to or want them to. You're going to wonder these things. When it all comes back to, to we, we look like we love God. We look like we honor God. We look like we praise God. I looked at my hands this morning, God. You should bless me. That's another issue. Sorry. We want a God that blesses us all the time and we do nothing for it. We want a God that blesses us when we won't blessed. And takes every bad thing away. We don't suffer or go through anything in our life. And we, all we want is the blessings of God. I Sure, that's great. That's all I want is the blessings of God. And the blessings of God, it says in the Word, make us rich and He adds no sorrow to them. But that's, that's what we think of God. God, hey, I raised my hand. I worship you this morning. You should bless me. What can I get? And when your attitude in worship and praise is what can I get from praising God, then you've got a wrong mindset. Your heart's far from Him. Your heart's not where it needs to be. He said the same thing. He said, These people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching his doctrines and commandments of men. For they, and he was talking to them about washing of hands, for laying aside the commandment of God, you older tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and many other things you such do. So he's talking to these same group about, Hey, it's not what goes in a man that defiles him, it's what comes out of him, right? And so what comes from our heart defiles men a lot of times. What, what, what we see, when you get pressured, I've heard this for a long time from, from the man sitting in the back. If you have a tube of toothpaste and you squeeze it, toothpaste comes out. So when you get pressured in your life and things are really bad and you get squeezed and pushed, what comes out of your mouth is who a lot of times you really are. Is where your faith a lot of times is. If you're getting pressured in things in your life and you're speaking doubt and unbelief or you're speaking hate towards somebody else that's hurt you or wronged you and they're pressuring you and these things are on you and that's what you speak, then you need to ask forgiveness. Because your lips may be honoring God, but your heart's far from Him. Worship. Worship. means to honor or show reverence for as a divine being or supernatural power. That's God. You know, they built idols. And tried to make them a supernatural power. 
back in the Old Testament, back in these days. We still build idols today and worship people. We have shows called idols, American idols, and all this kind of stuff to where we want those to be worshipped, right? And that's what we do a lot of times in this world. We worship people. We worship things. We worship children. We worship spouses. We worship grandchildren. We worship all these things that are people and things, right? We worship those things. We lift them up as a supernatural power, and they can't do nothing for us. Another one, this, this both, the, both these meanings come, come from the Webster's Dictionary. To regard with great or extravagant respect, honor, devotion. That's how we need to come to God. God deserves all of that. He is a supernatural power that deserves for us for, with, with extravagant respect. Not just, I respect them. No, He deserves all respect. All of it. All honor, all devotion. And, and so that's what, we, that's what worship means, and that's what we need to get in our life. Why? Because we need to worship with a purpose. Not just come in here or come wherever and, and just go through the motions. Go through the motions. I've been guilty of it. Why? I didn't, I didn't want to raise my hand on that song. I don't, wanna, I don't like that song. Come on. We've been there. Had people leave because they didn't like the songs. Because we didn't sing a certain type. Or we need to sing more of this type. I said that when we do sing certain type of songs, and I don't look at everybody and judge you by raising your hands or not, okay? Or whether, and that's between you and God. And I'm not calling anybody out. Look, whatever type song we sing, most of the people that like whichever song are still right here. Okay? Whatever song you like. And you can and, and we're not getting into the types of songs because if songs and, and again God loves music, God loves songs, God loves we can worship and praise and bring that back to him. He loves that. He wants that. But if you're stuck on a song, then your heart's far removed from him. Your heart's not where it needs to be. Because you say, well, I don't like that music. It doesn't matter. It's all about Jesus. I promise as pastor, if we start singing some garbage songs in here that lift up you more than God, we will stop singing them. We're not going to let that allow that in here. Because we're not lifting up ourselves. We're lifting up God. We're lifting up the name of Jesus. And that's what it's about. When Jesus come to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, and, and reading in the Bible, it's, it's great how that... Women back in that day, we know, were, were lower class. They, they had head coverings. They had all these things they had to do for a woman. Didn't have rights. They didn't have these things that women do now. They couldn't be out working. They couldn't be out doing this. They, 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 were, they felt like God created them for one purpose, and that's what they'd done. And they wouldn't let them. But God, Jesus used women examples a lot in the Bible, didn't he? He did. He went against the grain. Why? To show that we're all created equal. Men and women are equal, but not same. Right? But Jesus come to this woman. He shouldn't have been talking to this Samaritan woman. She shouldn't have been talking to him. Not just her being a woman, but a Samaritan. She was like a dog to the Jews. They, didn't, they hated him. And so we all know the story. She gave him, she wanted to give him more. He said, give me some water. And, 
and all this, and you know, the water that, that I give, you so never thirst again is what he told her. But he said, woman, believe me, this is in John chapter 4 and verse 21. He said, Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither worship in this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Worship the Father. You will worship and what you, you worship what you do not know. We worship for, we know what we worship for salvation to the other Jews. But the hour is coming, that's where I want to get, and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Spirit and in truth. Well, how do I worship in spirit and in truth? When our heart's not far from Him? When, when, we, when we want the presence of God and the Holy Spirit to move in our life? And, and we know the truth of the Word of God? And we worship that way? And we're lifting up holy hands to Him, to a holy God? And, and, we're, and we're making that time, not just here, Remember I said every day is made for worship, not just Sundays, right? So we can do this at home. We can do this in the car. I promise if you actually listen to, to good Christian music going down the road, sure, you can get lost in it. Somebody cuts you off and you want to do something or say something. It still happens. Listening to Way FM or 91.3 doesn't make you lay. It does, but it should. But I still have to catch myself sometimes. I'm listening to some music and somebody does something stupid and Anyway, we all know. We've all been there. But when if, if, we, if we're into the worship music or you got Bible talking or, you know, something through your radio to where you're in the presence of God, it can ride with you down the road. It can be with you at home, in your living room, bedroom, wherever it is. It can be the same presence there that is here on Sunday mornings. And, and we can live in the presence of God every day. And we can worship in, in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. He's seeking such to worship Him. Why did He have to tell her that God is a spirit? Because I said earlier, they made idols. And they worshiped images and people. And, he's, and He said, God is a spirit. God is not just, He's telling her, God's not on this mountain. He's not just in Jerusalem. He's God everywhere. And we're going, we can worship Him anywhere, not at church, at home, in the car, wherever it is. And those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. Must worship Him. Why? Because if not, then we're honoring Him with our lips, but our heart is far from Him. He's wanting that today still. Not, and, and we get hung up on, on a name on a door or a denomination. Well, I can't worship this way. I have to sing this way. I have to do this. And, and we get it all out of whack. When that has nothing to do with spirit and truth, whether we have music, whether we raise hands, whether we run around the building, whatever it is, it has nothing to do with spirit and truth unless you're hindering the Holy Spirit from moving in your life. So, we get hung up on these earthly things to worship a, a holy God that is a spirit and spirit and the truth and what religion and tradition has taught us. This woman, there's another woman that we're going to read about this morning in Luke chapter 7. There was a couple places in the Bible, and we all know about Mary Magdalene, or Mary coming before Jesus' death and rubbing perfume on his feet. You remember that? And then the disciples getting mad, Judas, oh, this should have been sold, and, you know, the money given to the poor, and blah, blah, blah. He said all that before he betrayed him. So, and it was a good, good person for that to come through. But do we, we, we don't read the story much of this woman when Jesus was eating at the house of Pharisees. 
He was eating dinner. And the same kind of thing happened. So let's read these three, four verses in Luke chapter 7, starting in verse 36. Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner. And, and she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house. Brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears. And wiped them with the hair of her head. She kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner this woman is that is touching him, for she is a sinner. This woman, from what we know, or from what we can tell, said was a sinner. Well, she probably was doing things that she didn't need to be doing. A woman of the night, however you want to call it. And, and, and I heard this last week, that when they carried that, that perfume around them, a lot of them had around their neck. Well, they needed to get their stuff to smell better. Do, we, do I need to, everybody understand? So that's why they had this perfume. And, <laughs> you know, so she had this. She was using this, that perfume, to live an adulterous lifestyle, right? To live a, a, a life that you could just tell that's, that's a sinful person right there. It was out in the open and they knew it. But she saw Jesus. And she took a chance to come, especially into a Pharisee's house. Makes me think after reading this this week, she's probably been there before. Just saying, how would she know where Jesus was at and he was at the table if she didn't know where the house was or the table was? That's just my thought. But she saw Jesus and said, I am going to take what I use to commit sin and I'm going to wash the feet of a holy Jesus, giving it all to him. She worshiped undignified. She worshipped unrestrained. She said, I'm done with this life. I've had enough of it. I don't want to be here anymore. And I said last week, until we get uncomfortable enough to make a significant change and not worry about what else is going on, we'll stay right there in that situation. But she said, I've done with it. I, 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 don't, I know who this is that can save me from my sins. And I'm going to go wash his feet. And I'm sure she didn't have that in her mind. It was just, I don't know what to do, so I'm bowing down to Jesus and I'm taking this and I'm, I'm washing His feet with my tears. Broken. Broken. When we're broken before God and when we come to Him broken and say, Here, fix me. Piece me back together as You will. Here, take me and do with me as You want me to. And then get up from that, knowing and going and do what He wants us to do. Not just words, but in action. And I believe she done that. I, I believe this woman right here doesn't say it. We don't know it. Went away from there, not living that lifestyle ever again. Why? Because she met Jesus. She met Jesus. She had a head-on collision with Him and, and said, Hey, I want what He's got. I know He can forgive me, so I'm going I'm to act any way that I can 
to make sure that I'm worshiping Him. And this is my worship to Him. This, is, this was not, this was undignified. This was something that, wow. Jesus' feet, we know, they had dirt roads back then, were dusty, nasty. And she's washing His feet with her tears and His hair. And her hair. Washing His feet. In praise and in worship to Him. She was showing the heart of a true worshiper. She knew who Jesus was. And she wanted others to know, hey, I'm done with this lifestyle. And it's the same thing we do whenever we come to Jesus. Whenever we make Him Lord of our life. We say, here, take me. And, and people cry and they don't cry. And, and they have a time to where they know they were truly in the presence of an almighty God. And that doesn't have to stop once we get up from the altar in that place. Because we all know as we go into our life and go on with our life and, and live this Christian life, as we call it, in service to Him, we lose that affection as this woman had. We lose that. We get the attitude of the Pharisee that I'm good. That who are they to do this and act in a way in church that's different than what it should be in my mind. And we get the Pharisee attitude when we need to keep this woman's attitude that it doesn't matter who's around. We're going to worship and praise our Holy Savior. So when we get to the point in our life we don't care what others think, the place where it doesn't matter, what's going on, we're going to stop and we're going to praise God. We're going to spend time in prayer with Him. We're going to take that time, no matter what time of the day it is, and, and, and what, what's going on, and we're going, to, we're going to worship and praise God. So the question is today, and trust me, I've had to ask forgiveness for this area and this area and this area, for God to help me be who He's called me to be. Are you willing and ready to worship God in spirit and truth. No, and, and not worry about what it takes. Not worry about if you're going to, have to give something up that you like doing in service to Him. Because we can all go back, and if we're not ready to do that, then Jesus, the ultimate servant, died for us, didn't He? So if He was willing to do this and give up all His comfort to leave heaven to come to this earth to be our redemption for sin, then there's nothing in our life that we should have to hold on to to where we can't worship and praise Him in spirit and truth. To where we can't live a life that He's made us in His image, in His likeness, created us for His purpose, recreated us in Christ Jesus that we're holding on to that we can't do anything for Him. Again, if you're sitting here this morning and you're not challenged by anything that's been said here today, then you need to ask God right now for forgiveness. If you've got this Pharisee mindset that says, I'm good with whatever's going on in my life, then I promise there's things going on in your life that's not. We can look holy and act holy, talk holy, talk good, but our heart's far from it. I don't want to be there anymore. I want my life to line up with the Word of God. I want what I say and do line up with the Word of God. I want my every day of my life for somebody to see Jesus through me because I'm living the life that He's called me to live. And, and stop, stop letting what we did yesterday, what we did the other day, what we did. People, we still let what we did before we got saved hold us back from who we are, who we should be in Christ Jesus. 
when all that was washed away. See, I'll stand this morning. I want you to know, I don't think nobody's here bad people, I promise. But I know everybody's human just like me. And we've all got areas we need to work on in our life. We've all got things we can go. Change and addictions and problems that we can break away from. And, and, and look to God in our life. So as spend this few minutes as the music plays. Asking God to show you 